Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. DA on CBS Sports Radio. DA, how you feeling, bro? Man, I'm feeling great. I'm doing great. Happy Tuesday, boys and girls. One question, one question only. How do you feel? Well, I feel good, and I'm doing well. Well, that's all that really matters. So glad you're with us. Coming your way in 20 minutes. Trash Tuesday. We'll get to our trashes. And in 40 minutes, the poll question today and your epic fail. Poll is, is Scooby-Doo a superhero? Nick Castellanos of the Philadelphia Phillies claimed as much, and we've debated that for much of today's show because sports! Jim Irsay really needs to chill. And I don't think he will because Jim Irsay has no chill. And Jim Irsay says things without thinking, I think. And Jim Irsay feels to be a bit of a loose cannon. But Jim Irsay has weighed in again on his rookie quarterback, Anthony Richardson, the number four overall pick. He told Pat McAfee for Anthony Richardson, it's going to be tough, we know that. But he has to play better. He has to play to get better. I mean, there's no question. Gardner Minshew could come out and obviously play better early just being a veteran, but we have to get Anthony on the field. That's Shane's call when he decides to do it. Shane Steichen is the new head coach in Indianapolis. Peyton Manning, once upon a time, was the number one overall pick, 1998. He said Peyton was, quote, really prepared as much as he could be for the league. And that's why he started from day one, even though the Colts went 3-13. and 13. Okay. I know they've got a relationship. Pat played for the Colts. So Jim and Pat, I'm sure, have had conversations privately. They bring it publicly. That's cool to listen into. At the same time, Jim Irsay really needs to be very careful about this because he has now put his quarterback and his head coach in a bad, bad position. Without a doubt, Anthony Richardson was the high level quarterback prospect who had the most to learn. There was no doubt in anybody's mind. He was the most raw that what you saw at the combine excited you, what you saw at his pro day excited you. However, there was no doubt he needed far more polish than C.J. Stroud, than Bryce Young, than even Will Levis, that Richardson needed polish, and that if you were impatient and you needed him to play, you should not draft him. That was always the conventional wisdom. 
And forget just repeating what you hear or what you read. I, I think that's just a practical, pragmatic, logical way to go about using Anthony Richardson. He's big. He's strong. He's fast. But for every great throw that he had last year, he had 10 bad throws. If you watch Richardson last season, it was it was just a demolition derby. You would see a game where you said, man, that guy's got a lot of talent. And then you would see three games and say, but I don't know where that talent is. He would come and go, ebb and flow, rise and fall, and his lows were just as low as his highs were high. So the idea that you would then take a guy that had certainly not mastered college football and just throw him into the NFL and assume he'll work out the kinks there, I think is lunacy. You've got to have somebody take over in the NFL that has one of two things, a mastery of the college level, and with that experience, that knowledge, that confidence, can attack the, the, the NFL job, witness Peyton Manning, mastery of college, and then the mentality of, okay, I know everything I can know there, and now I'm going to approach this the same way. Or a guy that needs time in the NFL to figure it out before the bullets are really flying. And that's where I think Anthony Richardson is. You don't take a guy that doesn't know what's going on in college and throw him into the NFL and go, okay, now figure this out. You have Anthony Richardson behind the scenes in practice, work and work and work and work. And you work, you give him as much playing time as you need in the preseason because nobody really cares. They care a little bit, but not a lot. If he stinks in the preseason, throws two touchdowns against 13 interceptions over the course of, of three or four games, so what? Now, people are going to be like, wow, it's really bad preseason, but mostly people forget about that. If he comes out in September and throws two touchdowns against 13 interceptions, A, nobody will let him live it down. B, he might not overcome it. He personally might not overcome it. So you you put Richardson in a terrible spot right now because you're going to put him out there or want him to be out there and expect, yeah, it's going to be hard, but he'll just ride it out when maybe he's not built that way to just ride out the low lows. Number two, why tell your coach what to do? Why tell, why tell people publicly what your coach needs to do? Okay, yeah, you've given Shane Steichen a bit of an out of he'll decide when it's ready. But you've now said multiple times, we want Anthony Richardson to play. Get out of the way. You're the owner, not the coach. It's why you hire a general manager who hires the head coach. And so many of these owners get that backwards. Jerry Jones gets this backwards. As an owner, you don't have football say because you don't have football expertise. You hire the best person that has that. And the flow chart is... The owner hires the general manager or the president who hires the general manager who hires the head coach. And of course you want to all be on the same page, but you do not insert yourself where you don't know what's going on. 
Jim Irsay might think that he knows football because he's been around football. His dad owned the Baltimore Colts. But you that's not your call. You don't know what you're watching on film. You don't. You don't know the footwork. You don't know what he's seeing in, in the film room. You don't know. You just don't. And the worst owners don't know what they don't know. Dan Snyder, Jerry Jones, Jim Irsay, guys that think they know football and they insert themselves into football decisions. Get out of the way. You know, if I was promoted to CEO of CBS Sports Radio, you know what I wouldn't do? Take over sales. You know what I wouldn't do? Run the engineering room. You know what I wouldn't do? Get on a ladder and fix a satellite. What I would do is hire the best engineer guy or gal to oversee the engineering department. I would hire the best salesperson, general manager, what have you, to hire the best sales team. I would hire the best technicians to get up on that satellite. I wouldn't do it, and I wouldn't tell them what to do. Now, you know what? The satellites be tilted more towards the northeast side. I think that'll get us better reception in Tuscaloosa. No, you got to go door to door, sell steak knives. You guys aren't doing it right. So Jim Irsay likes to do with his football team. It is a trash Tuesday. Let's get to your trashes. Bouncing baby boy. Trashing you guys for not even considering the Zanaboni for the Mraz job. A bony bacon? Can you imagine? I think we could all agree that's a five-winker every time. Hashtag we want bony. Hashtag check his resume. Hashtag get him in for a live interview. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Well, I love outside-the-box thinking, but you do have to realize Joey Zanaboni has his own very successful broadcasting career going on as we speak. He is the voice of St. Louis FC, an expansion team for MLS. He's also the voice of indoor soccer. One of the teams, either Kansas City or St. Louis, I think the St. Louis team, the ambush or something. So he's calling games constantly. So he's got a full MLS season, and he's got a full indoor season after the MLS season. He was doing minor league baseball. Maybe he wants to get back into minor league baseball as well. I don't know where his time allows, but he's done. Or one here at Fair Salem. He has done television baseball for the Big 12 tournament on ESPN. The guy's busy. Does he also have time? to book guests for us, to write up topic sheets for us, to sit inside the studio every day for four hours? I'm not sure about that. No, no. He's too busy screaming at the top of his lungs for every call. I think wow. he, I think the, this microphone would probably be blown out of its socket in the first week if he, uh, if he took this job. Fair Salem. On the Fred Nash Radio Network. Or one here at Fair Salem. He does have that Jim Carrey in Living Color. What was the uh, the uh, the fire guy? Fire Marshal Bill. Fire Marshal Bill, yep. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. He could be, he would take over the Casey Kasem True. impersonation. You'd lose that, DA. You really want that? Zanaboni would bring a level of personality and pop that, that would equal Mraz. But I, I think he might be busy. Can I get a little bit more Zanaboni, though? Just because 
We haven't played a Zandaboni goal call in a long time, and I feel like... Doing glove work like an underutilized bench warehouse employee. <laughs> oh, man. He was actually outdone uh, the other day. I saw something on Twitter. I, we probably should have used it for soundcheck. I don't know if you guys did. There was a... I don't know if it was the MLS or if it was the USL, whatever the, the minor league soccer league is in, a, in North America... And I'm I'm pretty sure Mickey Mouse was calling the game. Ooh. It was like it was high, there was high pitched. There's Zanaboni high pitched. There's other high pitched broadcasters. This was literally Mickey Mouse calling a game. <laughs> Give me a pair of sewing scissors and a half a bottle of dish soap. Let me go to town, baby. And they pull her out of the dugout. Shave me. Shave my body hair like a domesticated sea bass. Shave me! Michael tweets, my daughter is trashing DA on his Taylor Swift take. She tells me that Taylor disagrees and is tough on her fans all the time. She says, you need to get your Taylor Swift facts right, buddy. Household waste goes in this bin. Oh, that's it. Whoa! Whoa! That's it. She called you buddy. Hey, buddy. Nothing makes me angry than when somebody calls me buddy. Chief. Chief, like I feel like Chief has been, like we've we've made fun of people calling people Chief so much now, like it's it's funny, but Buddy, oh, Buddy and Guy, Guy is Guy tough. is Guy is just flat out nose in the air. You're you're an you're a non playable character. But you're nobody. Yeah, yeah, all right, Guy. Guy yeah. is Guy is more disrespectful than anything. I think that ta- that's we uh, redo the rankings. Guy's top of the list. I think so. That shows that you don't want to learn the person's name. And you're too lazy to 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 properly address the person. Yeah, and it's just so disrespectful, demeaning. My thought was, can Taylor Swift, who's had all of her own issues and she's been very public about them, dating wise, can she tell somebody else who's in a bad relationship, basically get your bleep together? You got yourself into this own mess, or would she seem like a hypocrite? Now, hold on might not be about a bad relationship, but if it is, which many people would suggest, can she tell somebody else, I mean, get yourself out of this mess. You you dug your own hole since she seems to date the wrong guys pretty consistently. I don't know. Wrong hold guys, on. Wrong guys, though? Or does she date guys that just to break up with them? Does she date to use to then use for content, for lyrics. Well, She's a user, if you really think about it. That's an interpretation of her con- of how she puts out her music. She would not frame it that way. She frames it as, I date a lot of guys that are scummy, that have treated me poorly, that don't really respect me, etc. So if you're just taking it from her standpoint or vantage point, whether it's the John Mayers of the world or whoever... Can she tell another girl that's in a bad relationship with a John Mayer type, hey, you got yourself into this own mess, into your own mess? No, I don't think so. Be a hypocrite. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about the way she frames it. I mean, she could take a curveball that spikes in front of the plate and make it look like a strike because <laughs> she's selling out stadiums every single day, making a billion dollars on the tour. It's amazing. Well, however, she's framing things, she's framing it pretty well. But I do agree. She would. Sound, she does sound like a hypocrite if she were to say that. What is she? I mean, what is she tough on her fan? In what regard? I don't. Li- I don't really listen to a lot of Taylor Swift. Does she tell them don't be fat? 
Or is it all relationship stuff? It's a new song coming out. (laughs) Don't be fat. (laughs) That's that's what she closes with on her Eras tour. (laughs) Here's the stadium swaying side to side. We love you, Taylor. And here's my new hit single, Don't Be Fat. (laughs) And everyone starts to file out. As everyone goes from a <laughs> wonderful family experience to depressed. <laughs> right. As they dump their food and sodas into the garbage as they solemnly walk out of the stadium. After 15 plates of french fries. The guy's eating. Waiting for this concert to start. Guy's eating the ice cream cone, just looks at it in disgust all of a sudden. Just dumps it over. Look what you made me do. Dumps it right in his forehead. Damn it. He's just rocking out to shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. He's got this huge, huge, huge ice cream sundae. She begins her finale, Don't Be Fat. He listens to the lyrics, looks down to the ice cream, listens to the lyrics, looks down to the ice cream, gets sad, turns it over, drops it to the parking lot, walks out depressed to his car, (laughs) begins sobbing. Look what you made me do, Taylor. Don't be fat. The lights go off. They're screaming, encore, encore, encore. All right, one more song. It's called Don't Be Fat. You fat bleep. Oh, quiet. King Curtis says, good morning, gentlemen. I'm trashing my coworkers that leave their trash around the warehouse. We have three giant trash cleanups after yourselves. We're all over 25. Hashtag let's be adults. Beep, beep. Sanitation just arrived. Sparks Gang, what up, fellas? I'm trashing the construction company that dug up part of my lawn fixing the sidewalk. Nice job of the sidewalk, but what about my lawn? Not to mention a pile of concrete of the grass. Hashtag, what a disgrace. Hold your nose. That's some smelly rubbish. And Aaron tweets, just stop all of these listener interviews. Just hire Boyle for the job. Look, we have to go through the proper... What would you call this? Protocol. Precautions. Corporate protocol. All the steps. That's right. We have to post it publicly. We have to open it up to interviews both inside and outside the company. We have to make sure that we we have covered all of our bases. Obviously, Pat is a wonderful candidate for the job. He'll be seriously considered. And perhaps some of this is demeaning to him that he has to pick up phones and post People on the air that have absolutely no background in radio to oh, quote interview for the job. This is part of it. This is part of it. But it's it's part of the process. Pete, this is part of it. It's part of the whole thing. You want to be a part of this uh, this chaotic atmosphere? That's what you're getting. That's right. Cast of thousands, multi circus tent. That's it. You're setting it up. You're you're gonna roll out the uh, the McDonald's uh, food truck when we decide to get it for the next. Uh, that's that's what we're doing. I I wanted to bring that up. That should be for the next big event we do next summer. Well, that would be a great idea. I was thinking smaller, and whoever, whenever we do decide to hire a new producer, might be months from now. I don't know how this. Please is going. no. <laughs> Maybe we should have the Indonesian McDonald's fest. And we should just have a hundred, a hundred, whatever. We'll have the new producer pay for it. Right. And that Taylor Swift thing, let me be fat. The, the new producer <laughs> will pay for a hundred chicken sandwiches, a hundred four-piece 
chicken nuggets or whatever, and we'll have one big, one big good time. That's going great. on over there. <laughs> Drop your bowl of pasta. That was a gallon of water that now is flooded and everything. Okay, we'll take a break. When we come back on the show, we are taking out the trash. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So what's eating you? People that get in the left lane and drive the speed limit. I gotta trash the NFL, man. Trash my ex-girlfriend. You want me to trash that? Trash Tuesday. My favorite day of the week, not for nothing. Time to vent. We take it out like the trash. It's Trash Tuesday. All right, welcome inside the DA Show's Trash Tuesday, everybody. You can always listen to us in hundreds of affiliates nationwide and also on SiriusXM channel 158. Plus, on your phone, you can stream us using the CBS Sports app or the free Odyssey app. Pat Boyle, who are you trashing today? Yeah, D, I got to trash the Zoomers that asked me to buy them alcohol over the weekend. Uh, I went to a concert at Forest Hills Stadium. Uh, yeah? Yeah. Which one were you at? Friday uh, or Saturday? Saturday. Two friends. There's like these DJs. All right. Um... It's like EDM music. So, yeah, and I'm waiting in line to get a beer. And, like, these kids who are clearly, like, 16, like, pimply-faced, literally look like my little cousin. And they go, uh, hey, uh, and they're, like, stumbling. I'm like, yeah? I thought they were like, are you the guy from uh, CBS Sports? No. (laughs) No, they go. Okay. No, No, not in our demographic. (laughs) (laughs) Cap? They go. Did they you go. Get oiled recently? Are you cap? <laughs> are you cap? Did you get oiled up by Gordon in Vancouver? Is that you? <laughs> no. They go. Uh, can you? Are you buying beer? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, do you think you can get us some? And I just go, what kind of moron do you think I am? 
first of all, it, you know, you get it in a can. I'm like, sure, let me... As if, like, people, as if you can actually do that at stadiums, concerts, whatever now. You can get six beers for one person. Yeah, sure. Let me go ahead and buy it. And then you guys just wait over here on the side, and I'll just hand it to you. <laughs> Nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to find out. I want a bunch of freaking idiots. <laughs> can you buy us? Can you buy us beer? Yeah, sure. You're going to get drunk off one beer, you little <laughs> rat. Get the hell out of here. I ain't buying you alcohol. I ain't buying you beer. I can't even grow a beer. I don't even look that old. I'm still getting ID'd every time. So get lost. Get them out. Charlie Sheen just dumped that on the set of Men at Work. You called them Zoomers? I've never heard that phrase. Yeah, you never heard of a Zoomer? So that's the opposite of a Boomer. Boomer would be a baby Boomer, an old person. Yeah, Gen Z. Zoomers. Gen Z is Zoomers. I didn't know that. So I guess your kids are are Zoomers. I guess they are. Little idiots are going to have disassociative disorders because all they do is they're locked into their phones 24-7. Fair. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) <laughs> That's all of Pete's classes. Yep. <laughs> yes. All of yes. <laughs> all, all of Pete's students are asking him to buy him beer. <laughs> <laughs> I had a bad beer line incident at that stadium recently, too. Is that so? Yeah. It was during the Dave Matthews Band show, and I'm online, <laughs> and I was wearing... Wait, I don't think anybody under 40 goes to those. Uh, you'd be surprised, uh, but this was not young kids asking me to buy them beer. This was women Dave. in my age bracket. It would be great if it was Dave online. <laughs> so I'm online. It's pouring rain. So I'm trying to. I'm going to buy a hat because like I have like this ridiculous droopy wet dog look. So online behind me are three women. I'm 35 to 45, whatever. They're buying sweatshirts because now it's freezing after the rain. And I'm wearing a shirt I've worn here from Ireland, from Dingle County, Ireland, that says Dingle Surf Shop. <laughs> Dingle County. So they begin to make Dingleberry jokes because mm-hmm. they're adults. They must they must know Sean. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't handle it well. <laughs> oh, wow. Then they made a non-Dingle reference that I thought was a joke, so I missed that one, too. By saying you didn't handle it well, did you say something to No, them? I wasn't mean. Oh. I just, I don't think I... I don't think my ha-ha dingleberry joke sarcasm played well. It was, it was not creative. I didn't want to be mean, but I think it played mean. I see. And then they asked me, do you play dingles tennis? And I'm like, is this another one that I'm not going to get? And like, no, this is a real thing. Dingles tennis is when a single plays a double, apparently. Oh. So I missed that joke, too. Did you know that, Pat? Not at all. Yeah. So I just, it was not my best moment. Hmm. Is that the trash? I mean, it might as well be at this point. Okay, sure. <laughs> That's trash a dumpster me, dive. Trash Pete the Body, who are you trashing? I am trashing the last two weekends where it's constant, where it's been hot, and every place I've gone to has a problem with the air conditioner. Mm. One was a party where the air conditioner did not work mm. at a place where it had kids. And then the other place that didn't have air conditioner, have an air conditioner, was the ice cream shop. So you walk into the ice cream shop and you're sweating and and you're all filled with moisture because these guys can't get a proper, adequate air conditioner or replacement in there to take care of their customers and take care of people that are coming to their parties. So you know what? Get them out. You should be should plan better. Overflowing landfill. Saturday was a rough day for the Amendolaras. We drove back from Rhode Island where we spent the 4th of July week on vacation to the in-laws near the beach. As I said before, never saw the beach. 
We drove back. AJ was largely well-behaved in the car, but once we got home, all hell broke loose. He just refused to go to sleep, to nap. He did anything but be quiet for the entirety of the day. Drove us bonkers, eating, crying, eating, crying, crying, eating, eating, crying. By the time we put him down, it was like 10 o'clock at night. We couldn't believe he had withstood the, the entire day of naps. I mean, he's seven weeks old. Like, aren't you supposed to only eat and sleep? Why are you only doing the eating part? So on Sunday, Bourbon Bell really needed to get out of the house. She was like, we got to do anything. We cannot be in this house any longer. I said, okay, we'll take the stroller out. There's a little farmer's market in our town. We'll take him to the park, roll around the stroller. Maybe farmer's market, we'll see. See how he does. He's doing great. We take him out, sunshiny, bright, great Sunday. We really needed this. Well, jungle gym area, we're in the stroller. Everybody's nice, they're playing, kids are playing. Go to the farmer's market, ride around. He's doing great, doing great, okay. Bourbon Bell wants a little decaf coffee. No problem, we'll stop, we'll get that. Uh-oh, now it's getting cloudy. Uh-oh, now it looks like the rains might be coming. Uh-oh, the winds are coming in. Now it's starting to pour. I'm like, okay, I'll go get the car, pull it around, and we'll get AJ popped into the, the driver, into the, the baby seat, and then we'll be off, go back home. We had our nice day. I mean, the rains really open up. Like, the skies really open up, and now it's torrential downpour. I pull the car around. I'm sopping wet. They're under a little awning area, so they're dry. It's like an older historic building that has one of those built covered areas over the sidewalk. So they're fine. We pull, I pull up the car. We have AJ going from the stroller to the car seat in, in the, the baby carrier thing. And like, as you might imagine, wind, rain, crazy, blinkers are on, hazards are on, people trying to get out of the rain, etc., we're, we're hustling to get to the car, and there's an old woman to the corner. As my wife has a baby in her hands, putting him into the car, opening up the back to put the stroller in, and the old lady goes, so what was in this building before? <laughs> and my wife is like, uh, I don't know. And it's like trying try, try to get the stroller in. I'm like, what did that old lady say? She's like, uh, 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 like asking for more information. Now, again, it's a chaotic, crazy baby rain situation. And the woman goes, and what was in this building before? <laughs> I'm like, we got to get out of here. Get in the car. Everyone's packed. Get in. And my wife goes, what was that? And I go, what did she say? And she goes, she asked what was in that old building beforehand. And I was like, I don't know. It's like. What? And my wife goes, read the room, lady. Read the room. <laughs> we don't have time for chit-chat about what was in the historic building before the bake shop was there a hundred years ago. We got a seven-week-old in a torrential thunderstorm. Get him into a car and a stroller. Shut up! Luke, it's the <laughs> trash compactor. Ghost to that building. Ghost. Don't know your role. Ostrich Eyes is trashing Rob of the 3 to 1. What a random Rob call. What was that? It was cringe, whatever it was. Oh, break out the hazmat suit. Kyle is trashed to the five day work week. It's 2023. We're still doing this. Come on now. Get it out. This must be garbage time. Kyle, you need summer Fridays. That's the only way around the five day work week. 
Do those exist still? DA needs summer Friday ace. <laughs> no. No, not even in August? We'll see. Okay. Still, we're, we're still working. You. We're still working that out. <laughs> Mraz threw a whole freaking monkey wrench into the entire summer. Everything's his fault. I had everything lined up, the summer Fridays, the paternity leave, everything spaced out properly. And then this whole thing blew up on us. Mm-hmm. Anus. Randy is trashing the weather in Alabama. Constant rain every day. It's costing me money. Enough already. So frustrating. Not Connor Green is trashed the absolute garbage human who is serving, who is swerving in and out of traffic doing about 100 this morning. I can't imagine how many accidents he almost caused. Hashtag idiot. Hashtag get him out. Is Oscar the Grouch living in there? And Todd tweets, according to the report in Business Insider, you could have other Indonesian McDonald's packages. The main thing is they have to be 200 items but you might still be able to get fries for the wedding. I don't know. The story that you sent, EA, said no fries. Tough. Yeah. All right. AB has our final headlines of the morning. So apparently it's not good to set a single round home run derby record. Vlad Guerrero Jr. did it back in 2019 and lost the title that year to Pete Alonso. Julio Rodriguez did it last night, then lost in the semis to Vladdy Jr. J-Rod clubbed 41 homers to route Alonzo in round one. He didn't know it was a record until his post-derby press conference. That's pretty good. (laughs) I'll take it. The problem was hitting 41 homers left Rodriguez with nothing for round two. The last second round, I was just... (sighs) But yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I feel like your your mind is there, but your body is not. That's the best way to explain. <laughs> hmm, the opposite of Sean. His body's here. His mind never was. Uh, Guerrero Jr. then topped Randy Rosarena in the final to join his dad as a derby champ. In all, they slugged 341 homers, totaling over 138,000 feet in Seattle last night. The All-Star Game takes over now. DA and the rest of America can't wait to see Arizona righty Zach Gallen <laughs> start for the NL. It's been a whirlwind for sure. Um, since I think I found out Wednesday morning, Thursday morning, so I kind of had to keep it under wraps. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it's awesome. It's an incredible honor. Gallen does have 11 wins, a 3.04 ERA, and 125 Ks, but maybe he is starting because Clayton Kershaw, Spencer Strider, and Marcus Stroman are unavailable for the NL. He faces an AL lineup featuring five Rangers, Marcus Simeon second, Corey Seager cleanup, and Adolis Garcia, Josh Young, and Jonah Heim to close it out. And lastly, from baseball, the Yankees have hired Sean Casey as their new hitting coach. He and manager Aaron Boone played together in Cincinnati. Pat Fitzgerald is out as Northwestern football coach as the school continues to deal with a hazing scandal. After the school newspaper reported some of these specific allegations, school president Michael Schill reconsidered his initial two-week unpaid suspension for Fitzgerald, then fired him yesterday. Fitzgerald says his agent and his lawyer will decide his next move. He's been a Wildcat for 26 years, first as a player, then an assistant, then 17 years in charge. He has the most wins in program history. Play me, baby, no more times. Uh, that's the rewrite, <laughs> rewrite for Victor Webinyama. His summer league career is over after two games and one Britney Spears encounter. The Spurs shutting down the number one pick until training camp in September. The Pistons are giving big man Isaiah Stewart a four-year, $64 million extension. It's okay if you're unfamiliar with Stewart's work. I am as well. But this is news because Stewart is the first Piston draft pick since Jason Maxiel in 2008 
to get a rookie extension. Now, one technicality, Andre Drummond did get a second contract from Detroit, but he was a restricted free agent, didn't sign a straight rookie extension. Chris Middleton, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and Bruce Brown among the recent picks that left Detroit or were traded away before needing that second contract. 15 years yeah. of Pistons' first-round picks never made a second contract. Or they got rid of guys before having to pay them. I don't remember why they traded Middleton, but he turned out to be really good. All-star. So either they busted in a lot of picks they didn't want to pay, or they traded away guys who could have been good. Right, bad decisions had- at different times, at the draft <laughs> or after the draft. Don't you wonder why they've been such trash? Yeah. Wow. That's a good stat. Hey, guys. Did you think the Home Run Derby... Are you done? Sorry. Yeah, I'm done, yes. Did you think the Home Run Derby was too frenetic? Uh, Yes, it was giving me anxiety. I I like the timed rounds. I thought the 10-out thing was terrible. I was scared to critique this because I know that you're very defensive about baseball's marketing. But it's just like you don't know where the ball is. And I don't like the cameramen, I think, are overwhelmed by the ball flying everywhere because... And we've had issues before in previous years with the count. Did we miss one? And even last night, yeah. they showed us the room of people tracking these things because I think of the drama in years past. It's a lot. It really, really is. Maybe there's a sweet spot between what they're doing now and not going back to the 10-out cutoff because that, I thought, sucked more than it was good. But it just I, I, there's just so much happening. And... We all have like big TVs now, so like even with the split screen, which ball was going out? Where did it go out? Who caught it? Which one? It was it was a lot. Yeah, there has to be a better way to do this. There has to be. I don't I wonder if this is a conscious effort to gamify the event for kids because it did look very video game-ish. Split screens, lots of stats, time, fast, 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 yeah. fast, fast. But there has to be a better way to do it because it's just, it's so chaotic and frenetic. It's not really that enjoyable. No, and I remember in years past being frustrated with there's an umpire who stands there and usually tells the pitcher when he can throw the next pitch. And I thought the ump was being in the past too slow. Then yesterday, some of the guys catching were begging for the ball. They kept doing like the hand signal, like throw it, throw it, throw it to make it go faster to obviously to get the guys more swings. But, yeah, last night was, like, on crack. It was There was so much <laughs> yeah. going on. Especially the guys that were hitting, like, the Julio Rodriguez 41 homer rounds was bonkers. Yes, it was just gone, gone, and gone, gone, gone. And which that? The counter was, like, three or four behind. You didn't know if they right. got the 440 bonus. It was, it was a lot to process. And then, as you said, every hitter gets a bonus 30 seconds. Right. So that makes it even more confusing. Yes. Are we out of time? Is this bonus time? Oh, there's bonus time on top of the bonus time? Right. I wonder if that's intentional. I mean, it's certainly intentional to go faster. Yeah. But last night felt too fast. It, or me, I at first was blaming the camera guys. Like, they didn't know what to do. And, like, they usually have, like, run-throughs. Like, you can't necessarily mimic a 450-foot high-arcing home run to the second deck and left. But it didn't. it looked like they didn't know how to, like, pan correctly to get the flight of the ball right. into the stands. And then they were quick cutting to the, the next stands of people reaching up for it. It's just, it was intense. And baseball does not lend itself to split screen. 
that screen is too narrow for what you're trying. To, it's it's not a narrow sport. It's a wide-ranging sport. So a guy at the plate, you kind of need to know what's around him to get a sense. And you certainly, following a ball into the stands, need to understand where in the stadium it's going. Right. And like I, I'm, I'm sitting there going... I actually, I think the the money shot is contact. Like I can tell when the ball is destroyed a contact. Fair. So I want to watch the you know the normal view in a stadium that's pretty but not iconic. I don't necessarily need the end shot. Like at Fenway, going over the monster, that was beautiful. Certain stadiums have backdrops that are beautiful, or certain stadiums like like Fenway have particular places where the ball never goes. So I want to see it go there. But for whatever reason, because I noticed it with Rutschman hitting a right field, right field was easier to process than left field last night, mm. at least for me. And it was, ju- it, it was just too much at times. I wonder how much thought is put into it. Are they thinking like, well, everybody's on their phone vertically now, kind of like Instagram, and so people are used to looking at things in a little narrow box, but we don't watch sports in split screen. Nothing in sports looks like that. So when you look at it and it's happening so fast, you can't track where anything is from a depth perception standpoint because it's too narrow. It's just like, this is cool because these guys are awesome at what they do. And the event is cool. Home runs are cool. And they still are. They'll always be cool. But the production of that was was just, just left me with a weird taste. I still think it was more like technical error than event error. But there is still room to make it a little more palatable from like in the like the actual structure of it. Yeah. When we come back on the show, advanced analytics and an epic fail. Da CBS Sports Radio. No one knows what analytics is. They think it's like a bunch of nerds doing math, which I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. It's time now for the mothership's advanced analytics. Phillies outfielder Nick Castellanos said that he considers Scooby-Doo a superhero. We asked you guys the same question, and 78% of you said, No, you disagree. Now, Scooby-Doo was originally pitched as a rock band with a dog who plays the bongos. Is that so? (laughs) They should do that now. How ironic you want a huge circle of life here. The voice of Shaggy, performed by Casey Kasia, and wanted Shaggy to be a vegetarian. Casey even quipped the show in Shaggy, was in a BK commercial. <laughs> That's the ethics of Casey Kasem. <laughs> and Pat Boyle's favorite snack in third grade was Scooby-Doo fruit gummies. They had the heads of each character for the different flavors. He used to kiss the Daphne gummy, pretending he was kissing her. Aw. That's right. But Daphne's the pretty one or the smart one? Daphne's the redheaded smoke show. Got it. The other I one, think. Yeah, the other one's Velma. Velma's the my, my <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Velma always loses her glasses in complaints. He's my glasses. Speaking of, let's get to your epic fail of the morning, boys and girls. Scooby Doo as superhero. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic fail. If a dog can talk and helps people solve crimes and mysteries, does that make him a superhero? And I would argue it makes him a very special animal, but not a superhero. I think if we start going down the road of talking animals are superheroes, let's look at everybody from Looney Tunes. (laughs) 
We don't know, though, whether Goofy is a cow or a dog. No, no, no. We know he's a dog. Remember. Sean doesn't know. Bad boy. You need to be able to kick some ass to be a superhero. Scooby ain't ain't kicking ass. He's just solving crimes somehow. I mean, the fact that if you're a criminal, you're getting caught by a dog and his, you know, pothead sidekick Shaggy. You're not, a, you're not a very good criminal. You're I a still, beast. You're a tank. I, and how much crime are they really fighting? The dog is the one solving the crimes. You, you got the one chick is blind half every episode. How do you lose your glasses every episode? Oh, my glasses. I can't find my glasses. You're you're letting the, the criminal get in the way, sweetheart. Figure it out. Get contact lenses. <laughs> Fred and Vilma, they're too busy bumping uglies, <laughs> knocking boots together to figure out what's going on, and you got a talking dog who solves all the crimes. I mean, they're really, they're a bunch of dopes. <laughs> I've made a lot of mistakes in life. Pat doing a Velma has lost her glasses. <laughs> a meek lost Velma losing her glasses is my favorite moment of the day. Get Man, some contact. Where's my glasses? <laughs> I lost my glasses, Scooby, again. Uh, Shaggy, where's my glasses? She makes me angry because every time I actually lose my glasses, that's the first thing somebody says to me. Oh, I can't find my glasses. <laughs> Shut up. Epic fail, you loser. That is oh, why you fail. Epic fail. That was good. Dixieland Dan is trash the softball tournament this weekend. It's one and a half hours away, and our first game's at 7 a.m. There's no shade of this park. It's going to be 100 degrees. There's no food places near the field. The top two teams get paid to go to Panama City Beach next year, which is cool, but trash this whole thing. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Panama City Beach? Yeah. Panama. Uh, 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 uh. Panama. Uh, 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 uh. Panama. Uh, uh. Mariana says, now you can relate to all the times I've trashed people on the walks with a stroller. Don't stop at a stop sign. Trash them. Don't let me have the right of way. Trash them. Almost run me over when I have a walk sign. Trash them. Add rain. Oh, no. It brings out the worst in me. This must be garbage time. All right. That was a good trash Tuesday. Tomorrow morning, looks like we have more listeners lined up to interview for Mraz's job. So (laughs) will one of them shine? We shall see. Thanks to Pat Boyle, executive producer. Thanks to Pete the Body Bellotti on the Wheels of Steel and audio director. Thanks to Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch DA, and Andrew Bogish on your headlines. Be good and be good to one another. I'm DA. We will see you tomorrow. The Mothership disconnects. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.